Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Welcome to Drive Time Radio, New York Vinny here with you for the first time streaming live on YouTube. So if you're one of our subscribers on YouTube and you're tuning in, thank you for doing that. If you're joining us from Facebook, thank you for doing that too. We're trying this this morning, see how it works. If the people from uh, YouTube, uh, uh, from I should say uh, Facebook, follow us. Yeah, I get all social media confused. Oh man, my head starts to hurt. There's so much social media. You got to be here. You got to be there. You got to be here. You got to be there. All I know is I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you about cars on a Saturday morning, like I've been doing for years uh, on your radio. Welcome, of course, to our audience, too, that joins us on 1150 KKNW in the city of Seattle and around the world on the Internet through uh, their various devices. We thank you for listening as well. It is... A special day today, as many of you know, it is the King's birthday. Uh, no, that was the 25th. Well, for some people, um, the 6th or the 7th, I think it was. It's the King of Rock and Roll's birthday. It is the birthday of Elvis Presley. He would have been 87 years old today. Not only was Elvis Presley the King of Rock and Roll, um, but he was also maybe the king of car collectors. I mean, when you, when you go back and you look at some of the stuff that Elvis was driving, some of the stuff that, uh, and we're going to go back and we're going to look at some of the cars of Elvis a little later in the show. Uh, but when you, when you, I mean, Elvis in cars are synonymous, uh, you know, the pink Cadillac, he's, he's sung more car songs than I think any other one person. I mean, when you go down the list, and I was researching this because this morning when we do um, our car Saturday morning cartoon, we're going to give you a double shot of Elvis cartoons. Right? He sung about, I think I, think I counted, there was like 13 songs about cars that he, uh, that he sang. And <clears throat> so... While I know there are other rock and rollers who have been car collectors, uh, I, I think it goes along with when you get a little coin in your pocket, you know, you go out and you, uh, you know, you buy a, you buy some nice cars. Sometimes you buy a lot of different cars. Sometimes you like Kevin Hart, you buy fast cars, then you wrap them up, up in the hills of Hollywood. Uh, Elvis, not, but see, here's the unique thing about Elvis, was not only did he, but did he collect cars? But of course, he was famous for giving people cars. He was famous for going to uh, and buying a Cadillac and giving it to some odd person as, as a tip, as a gratuity. Uh, to members of his Memphis Mafia, uh, to people that did things for him on the road. An interesting story about Elvis, and we'll get to more Elvis later in the show, but I, I wanted to uh, give you this story because I, I, I did not know it until very recently. Um, 
Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's famous manager, uh, uh, according to some stories I read. Now, I didn't do the independent research on this, so it could be a whacked out story. And I say that up front because I don't want somebody to do the research and say, oh, Vinny, you don't know what you're talking about. But it's a great story. It's a baseball story. You know, they start one way and they get bigger as time goes on. But Colonel Tom Parker, for some reason, could not travel out of the United States. He, and, and therefore, he didn't let Elvis tour internationally for a certain amount of time. So Colonel Tom Parker instead sent one of Elvis's limousines on tour to Australia. And it drew crowds of thousands. One of his Cadillac custom gold-plated Cadillac limousines was put on a boat and sent to Australia and was put on tour in cities in Australia. And people, Elvis fans, flocked, flocked to see where Elvis sat, just like people today flocked to Graceland to see where Elvis slept, to where Elvis walked, to where Elvis um, had his parties, the famous uh, shag, uh, green shag carpet room, and to see where Elvis died, unfortunately. It, um, it really, it's, it's, it's still to me to this day, is such an incredible phenomenon of Elvis um, and the reverence that people have for him and uh, the number of people that pilgrimage to Graceland each year where there is a spectacular car museum um, that contains a large number of the cars that Elvis owned or drove throughout his life. So if you ever you don't want to check out. There's also a number, uh, there's, there's kind of a, if you do some investigating on YouTube, there's a number of cars that Elvis gave away that is still around. Uh, that um, are, uh, you know, uh, that, that are handed down in families and can be documented back to um, Elvis giving them to the, a person in that family. And there's a great story. I don't know if it's a great story, but it's a unique story about the ambulance uh, that took Elvis away from Graceland. Um, a couple of years ago, it was found in a salvage yard in Memphis. It was like in the back of a junkyard. The ambulance service had sold it, uh, I guess, to a another ambulance service, and then they used it for a bunch of years. And then, but the Cadillac hearse ambulance that Elvis was taken away from, uh, from uh, a Graceland in after he died um, was, was found in his junkyard. And I believe that, uh, that there were people that were, were going to restore it. And you talk about a collector's car. How would you like to have that in your collection? 
Interesting. All right. First thing I want to do, though, is because we um, because it, it was such a big week in automotive, such a big week in um, because for the first time uh, we saw a car show. Now, it wasn't a car show that in the traditional sense of the word where he said, okay, it's the New York car show or the international or the LA car show or this or that, but it may have been the best car show that we have seen in a couple of years. Uh, it was going to be much more well attended, but uh, with COVID just, uh, you know, ravaging the nation once again, uh, many people pulled out of the uh, CES show, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. That's why we opened up with Viva Las Vegas. Oddly enough, in El one of Elvis's favorite towns where he, uh, you know, uh, resided in, uh, for a time and also, you know, did his, uh, did his thing there. Excuse me, I'm still recovering from I was sick last week. I'm still recovering from the, uh, <laughs> no, the what do you call it? The, 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 the crud I had last week. Sorry, I couldn't be with you last week. Uh, but anyway, the CES had some really cool cars, really excellent cars that uh, were previewed there and shown. And really, when you think about it, the way cars are, have gone in the last 10, 15 years, they are much more an electronic vehicle than they are a, 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 um, a, uh, a non-electronic a non vehicle, a vehicle that relies a little bit on electronics for ignition and to run certain things. Uh, vehicles are now, as you well know, and has been well documented on this show, running on electronics. In, in really, in, in looking at it, our vehicles are developing into computers on wheels. We're driving a large notebook computer. It just has a different case on it. And when you look at the past 15 years in automobiles, uh, CES has grown so much in uh, where automakers and uh, different electronic makers preview and show the newest stuff that's going on. So just like it's important for cell phone users uh, to know what's going on there and people that sell cell phones and so on and so forth and televisions and other electronic gadgets, it's important for automakers and people who keep their finger on the pulse of the automotive business to be there as well. Got to be there. Uh, or at least keep tabs on what's going on there. That's that's important. That's something that, that has to be has to be done. Has to be done. So uh, we have the uh, top uh, the top cars at the uh, CES, courtesy of Forbes magazine, who uh, wrote a nice article on what was shown there. Uh, this week. Uh, the first one we'll look at is the BMW iX M60. It's out in Europe. 
It's an SUV from BMW, but it is the first, if you know about BMWs, the M series is their performance series, and it's the iX M60. It is um, 610 horsepower, 811 pound-feet of torque. This will put your butt back in the seat when you hit the, um, I'm going to go with tradition, when you hit the gas pedal. Uh, 60 miles per hour in 3.6 seconds, which makes it actually faster than the X5M competition uh, powered by a V8 that uh, I reviewed, oh, I think it was earlier this year, maybe last year. You know, the years are flowing into each other now. Anyway, a flat floor because of the EV uh, configuration gives you more room inside, lower center of gravity, and it will go to 80% power in 35 minutes. 106095 bucks is what they are going to ask you for, for that. The incredible, there were two um, incredible looking cars. Well, there were three incredible looking cars. You know, the problem with electric cars now is that like other cars, they're starting to look like each other. The Chrysler Airflow. Uh, that was shown off first uh, by Stellantis uh, a few months ago. We showed you a picture of it then. Uh, their all-electric future actually started back in 2020 with Vision Airflow as a uh, styling, you know, uh, exercise. And it's, um, it is now reality. Uh, Chrysler is going all in on electric, as it seems everybody is. And the, um, the Chrysler brand... Looks like it's going to lead the way in Stellantis. And the airflow, which for those of you who may not know, marked um, a car back in 1939, I believe it was, that was put out by Chrysler. Uh, that was uh, revolutionary in its design. It, uh, cars after it were all designed like it. It was before 39, actually. I mean, I got to check my date on that. But it was... It was, a, you know, listen, Chrysler needs a refresh. They need to come up with something different besides the 300 and uh, the Pacifica. Both good cars, but both. Well, Pacifica has only been around since 2017 in its current model, so it's not that old. But the 300, I mean, uh, great car, the last American full-size car, but, you know, you got you to really uh, come up with something. So they're looking at... Um, up to six other models in the Chrysler uh, realm. Chevy made probably the biggest news at uh, the CES, I think automotive-wise, uh, by rolling out the Silverado EV. So they're using their Ultium platform now, and they're going to put a, a Silverado EV out, a pickups, uh, in 2021, accounted for one in four vehicle sales in the United States. So it's the still the hottest market. Everybody's coming out with an electric pickup. I saw my first Rivian the other day and actually talked to, uh, uh, communicated with somebody on Facebook about it. They seem to love their truck. The guy I talked to uh, at Northgate, who was charging him, also loved his truck. Um 
GM decided to go in a bit of a different direction Ford. You know, Ford's coming out with the lightning. GM is uh, put this truck together that's unique and different than uh, the uh, current Silverado in that its styling is different, its demeanor is different, and it um, it really kind of looks like, remember the Avalanche that they discontinued, which I thought was a great truck. I thought the Chevy Avalanche, I, I still want one. I still have to own one of those before I drop dead. Um, the uh, the new Silverado uh, will come out as a kind of a, um, uh, a a different type of truck. Uh, uh, probably it looks to like the bed might be a little smaller. Uh, it's a four-door pickup, uh, but it'll come out kind of as a work truck initially. And uh, integrated bed, low payload capacity, but a very SUV-like um, configuration. So when you go to look at one of these things, um, you know, you, you will look at it, I think, more as a family truck, although they say it's going to be initially put out as a work truck edition. Um, it's going to go on sale next year. And I think this is going to be a hot selling truck. I think this, uh, I, I think Chevy is going to put some juice in their Silverado line, which has been uh, taking some knocks along the way with this uh, Silverado EV. You've probably seen the commercials for it already. But the price, they're talking about $105,000 to get into this thing. Cheaper additions will come along, but right now, $105,000. Where Chevy is going to make their bones is the Equinox EV. They're going to take their Equinox, which is a, a hot-selling SUV, and uh, turn it into an electric. And it um, it will uh, come out in 2022 at a price of around $30,000. So affordable for a family, affordable for a second car. Affordable for really probably how many people are going to use uh, electric cars initially until the charging networks uh, get straightened out as a, a runaround town second car. You know, um, um, one person goes to work, one person stays home, one person uh, doesn't work too far from now, one person maybe lives at home and they don't commute long ways. So they use. Uh, the Equinox. And like I said, fall of 2023, you'll start seeing them out on the street. Uh, the base model today is about 27,000. So you're going to, they're going to hit you $3,000 to make an electric. Uh, but again, you know, uh, GM is committed to a lot of different electric models. Also coming out, the Mercedes Benz Vision EQXX looked to be, um, a hot car, man. I mean, this thing looked like you wanted to get in it and drive it. And uh, Mercedes is saying that they're going to get 621 miles of range from this vehicle. And I don't know if it will go into production exactly as it was shown at uh, the CES, but it looks to be 
uh, a spectacular, stylish, and uh, a bit more. I, I mean, I looked at this car and I saw a lot more Audi in it, really, to be honest with you. <laughs> it looks a little bit more Audi, Audi-esque than a Mercedes. Uh, but again, they, uh, they talk about their battery pack and they talk about uh, a revolution Honesty. So EQXX is what you want to be looking for. Guess who's going to get into the automotive business? Sony. That's right. The, the people that brought you to Walkman is now going to bring you the Rideman. Uh, the Vision S SUV is um, a midsize crossover that uh, Sony hopes will uh, get it uh, firmly into the car business. And uh, 268, a pair of 268 horsepower electric motors. Not much more is known except a, uh, a mock-up of it. And it'll be interesting to see exactly what Sony does and how people, if will people buy a car from electronics maker? Um, Apple was rumored to be getting into the car business a couple of years ago. I don't know if... Uh, uh, you know, from what I've heard, they kind of pushed it all to the side, but it's a tough business to get into. The problem is, is it had windows. Ah, uh, you know, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, 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 what do I do with you, Nathan? That's our uh, erstwhile producer, Nathan, who is uh, never, <laughs> never at a loss for a good line. How are you, Nathan? Doing well and happy new year. Happy New Year, Nathan. All right, let me finish this up real quick. Yeah, Cadillac showed their uh, inner space. Um, I don't know. This is a concept. It's, they call it social space. I guess with this car and autonomous driving, you just sit in it and stay on Facebook the whole way to where you're going. I don't know. Uh, it, it's, you know. It's got a little bit of El Dorado, and it got a little bit of some of the other Cadillacs of days gone by. Uh, it, uh, it looks cool. I'm a Cadillac fan. And then there was the BMW Flow, which I thought had one of the coolest. What what movie was it? Oh, the Cannonball Run 2, that uh, Susan Anton and Catherine Bach were outwitting the cops by the car, by changing colors of the car. <laughs> well, BMW has this on the car. On the iX Flow, it has an electronically charged paint job that somehow um, changes the color of the car. So you push a button, and if you have a, a white car, let's say, you push the button, and the car will turn into a gray car. So if you go to the showroom and you're arguing with your, uh, your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, and they want white, you want gray, or you know some other color, now you can have your cake and eat it too. How many relationships will be saved by the BMW iX Flow? <laughs> really? Uh, so that was, um, I guess, they're not talking about it really as a uh, as a production thing right now. But you know, these are the places where you see uh, the production. Uh, you know, the, the the show stuff go into production and. Um, I, the one, the uh, the final car I'll talk about from the CES is one that um, uh, I'm a big fan of. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk about it again, and we'll uh, hopefully get one when they get here. 
to drive and to uh, test out. Uh, VinFast, which is a, a Vietnamese automaker startup. They, uh, we first talked about them at the Los Angeles Auto Show. They've been around for a while. And they uh, showed at the CES a trio of crossovers. Um, it's going to go fully electric, start selling cars in the U.S., and build a battery factory here. The great thing about VinFast is, you know, most car makers are designing electric cars from the perspective of an internal combustion engine car, right? That's what they know. Uh, VinFast has no history with an internal combustion car. So they're designing this thing fresh. They're looking at this and saying, you know, we're right. We're clean sheet. Let's go. Let's rock it. And uh, the three SUVs that they uh, showed off are the uh, VF8, the VF9, which are SUVs. And uh, I think they showed off a VF5, VF6, and VF7, which uh, should compete with the Hyundai Venue, the Kia Seltos, and the Honda CRV. Uh, power, range, and pricing not announced, but as they created a buzz <coughs> at the LA Auto Show, excuse me, <coughs> they also created a buzz at the CES. These are very good looking, very stylish, very futuristic machines. And look and feel from what I have seen so far, much more expensive than the asking price on these things. They are luxury oriented vehicles um, that seem to give you more for your money than their competitors. We'll see how that translates when we get to the wheels on the ground. When the rubber hits the road, it could be, you know, different. But for right now, for what everybody is talking about and seeing on these cars, these are spectacular looking cars and uh, seem to have a high degree of luxury uh, to them. So. That's what happened at the CES this week. Uh, very important to let you know that stuff. Forbes at Forbes.com. If you go to their website, you can see pictures and take a better look. And I'll put a link up in the comments to uh, the article. So you can go through that was written by Forbes, who covered the CES uh, this year. All right, Nathan, you got a question to ask me this uh, mo uh, Saturday morning? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? I can't believe you asked that question, Nathan. I mean, I've never heard you talk like that before. You almost caught me off guard this time. I'll admit that. Uh, I never catch you off guard, Nathan. I, I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, I just don't believe that you can be caught off guard. You're such an integral part of the show. All right, this week, Yovani, what are you driving this week? It's a regular feature of ours. What am I driving this week? The Volkswagen Tiguan. I'm a fan of this SUV. I, you know, I love this SUV. Uh, I, I've driven them before. Uh, we'll drive them again. It's just Volkswagen puts together uh, a neat, spacious, um, not as large as the Atlas, which is their big SUV, but certainly uh, a car that doesn't 
crowd you in. It has uh, uh, the, uh, you know, it can only be described as the German driving feel to it. Not quite as sporty as a Mazda, um, but certainly a very um, robust and compliant vehicle. It goes where you point it. It um, has a, a good amount of power to it. And it's attractive from the outside. It's uh, something that you're not, uh, you know, you're not looking at it and saying, well, gee, it just looks like everything else out there. And that's something that wins me over these days in cars because, you know, when you get into some of the, uh, uh, especially the Japanese cars, they kind of all look alike these days. Everything looks the same. Volkswagen gives you a little bit of distinction, as, as does the Mazda. It's the only brand that looks, you know, uh, uh, you know, I mean, these days you put Toyotas next to the to Nissans and they kind of look, I, I don't know, Nathan, am I seeing that wrong? I think they look uh, a lot alike. I think that can be said for a lot of those crossover type SUVs. I mean, there's only yeah. like a certain sort of frame you can fit them into that they all yeah. just kind of yeah. tend to be a little bit cookie cutter, if you would. Yeah, and, and I just I like I like to see people who think out of the box and not that Volkswagen is so different from everything else, but they're certainly in, in my opinion distinct uh, and direct lines there that uh, you know um, not as radical as Hyundai and Kia. Uh, you know Hyundai really does some radical stuff. They don't make their uh, crossovers and SUVs nor their cars look like everything else, as you will see with the Mercedes uh, that was uh, shown off at the uh, CES. It doesn't look like anything else out there. And for my money, it's time that we go in that direction. We start making cars that look a little bit different. We used to anticipate the difference in cars. Now, you know, for many people, there's, there's no pop, no excitement. Cars are supposed to be, whether they're electric, you know, I hear all the stuff about electric cars and they're going to take away, no, they're not going to take away personality of cars. They're, for the, the people who use cars as appliances will still use them as appliances. But the automotive enthusiasts, people that love horsepower and speed and go and, and the sexiness of running your hand over a car. You know, there's, there's, I've always talked about this. There's a sexiness about washing your car by hand. You go out, you put your hand over the lines of the car and you feel it. And I, I mean, I used to spend an, an hour washing my Corvette because you would feel the lines in the car and you would think about what's the designer, what was the designer thinking when they put this lip here? What was the designer thinking when they put this cove here? What was the designer thinking when they angled the windshield just this way? What were they thinking? And that was, uh, that was a, a great part of the car. It's a great part of the ownership of the car. It's a great part of when you see a 58 Chevy going down the street. You look at it, you say, boy. They had license to build things there. And, and, and I think we need to inject that. I think electrics are doing a big thing in that because you have a whole different plot. You don't have to have the engine here and the, and the radiator here and the grill has to cool it here. And this has to be there. You have an open canvas with an electric car. And that's why I think we will usher in 
a different era in automotive design with these electric cars. All right, quick break here. We'll come back. Rest of the show, we're going Elvis all the way as we uh, take a look at his cars, uh, listen to uh, songs that he has sung about cars, uh, talk a little bit more about the king of rock and roll. It is Drive Time Radio streaming live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and on 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, Perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio, the second part we dedicate to the king of rock and roll on his 87th birthday. I wish you would have been here to see it. Although I wonder what Elvis would have looked like at 87 years old um, with the abuse he uh, put on his body. But oh my lord, uh, would have been a lot of uh, a lot of fun to see him. Uh, died back in 1977, and this is Elvis, 45, the 45th year since his uh, passing. A lot of stuff uh, planned at Graceland uh, for his 45th uh, anniversary of his death. Uh, a lot of groovy stuff going on. And we tried to get somebody from the Graceland Car uh, Museum to come on and talk about uh, some of Elvis's cars. But unfortunately, um, they're so busy down here this weekend with, um, you know, the birthday weekend, birthday and Christmas. I mean, it's the big time at Graceland and Elvis's uh, and Elvis's death day, you know, which is August, uh, August, I forget. Second week in August, is it? 
Um, so we uh, we had planned to have that, but it didn't work out. So, you know, the great thing about us here is we just uh, we go on with, uh, with what we're doing. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't need no stinking uh, <laughs> people from uh, <laughs> uh, from what you call it from uh, Graceland. Now yeah, we just keep going. Um, beautiful thing about Elvis Presley was that he loved his cars, man. From the first Lincoln that he bought when he was old enough to drive, and he lived in public housing uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, to, um, you know, to the cars that he had, to the studs and the uh, caddies that he had when he passed. He just um, always had a love affair with cars so much so that not only did he did he go and he, he buy cars for himself and he would call uh, at, at three o'clock in the, in, in the morning. He had the Cadillac deal, local Cadillac dealer. I think his name was uh, was uh, Bud something. And he would um, pick up the phone, say, Bud, I need two uh, Eldorados with boom, 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 and go to sleep and go down to the dealership and pick them up the next day. Drive him, you know, with one of uh, the Memphis Mafia back out to Graceland. There were stories that he bought one and gave it to somebody right there. He was on the road, stopped at a dealer when he saw a Cadillac that he liked or any car that he liked. He stopped at a, a dealer and bought one. Uh, it was um, the, uh, the first Cadillac that Elvis bought was when his band, um, they, they did a one-night stand at the uh, Grand Ole Opry. The Grand Ole Opry didn't like Elvis. Thought he wiggled too much for him. So uh, they went to the uh, Memphis Flash, uh, uh, the, the Memphis Flash, the, Memphis, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The uh, Louisiana Hayride. And they needed to get to Louisiana, so they bought a Cadillac uh, limo. And him and the band got in a limo. They put the equipment up on the top, and that's how they traveled back and forth. And that's when he bought his first pink Cadillac, which, of course, he was famous for. He bought one for the Tory, and then he bought one for his mom when he started making some guilt. All of a sudden, here Elvis is starting his car collection. First one he bought on uh, uh in 55 on june 5th 1955 the brake linings caught fire he um immediately pulled over to a cadillac got found a cadillac deal and bought another one and that's the one that's at graceland today but um the dealer that he bought these vehicles from, Bud Davis Cadillac, um, soon Elvis started making money, and he got an order for two limousines that had 55 Cadillac was handed down to his mother. And they now had two limousines, and in 56, he was in Houston, went to a Cadillac dealer there, and bought a 56 El Dorado that he 
what did it deal with? And he didn't like the color of the El Dorado. So the dealer asked him, what color do you want? And he had some grapes. And he brought the grapes into the dealer and he said, this color, this purple, that's the color I want. We probably said it like, oh, those are colors. Is what I want to Mr. Dealer. Anyway, he pointed to the grapes and said, that's what I want. And the dealer went out and painted it purple. Because when Elvis bought a car at your Cadillac dealership, you painted it purple. You didn't ask questions. Because you figured he'd come back and buy a few more. Not only did uh, Elvis like Cadillacs, but he... Um, was in Texas uh, rolling down the road one day and saw a Chrysler Imperial or Imperial at the time. It wasn't even Chrysler Imperial. It was an Imperial that looked, you know, at that, in that day and age, the Imperial, uh, the Virgil Exner's designed Imperials looked a lot like the Cadillacs. They had fins. They, they had a, a, the V crest in front. And uh, in 57, Elvis, found himself an Imperial that he liked. And he said, oh, you know, I'll try this out. And he drove that Imperial uh, for a while. Now Elvis goes to Germany. He's drafted into the army. And uh, 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 uh. no, 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 no. He gets to Germany and he buys two cars. He's got, uh, he leases a BMW 507 and a little Messerschmitt. And his pictures of him in the Messerschmitt and the BMW. And he's driving those cars while he's in Germany. He gives Tom Parker a red Isetta. And, uh, and again, has, a, a, you know, the, the little Messerschmitt, which is, if you remember, those cars didn't have the front door that opened up. When he gets back to America after his tour of duty in Germany, he buys a 1960 Fleetwood limousine for $100,000 in 1960. This is the car that Tom, Colonel Tom Parker sent on tour. This was the car that people lined up in Australia to see. This is the car uh, that um, satisfied the, um, the desire of people to touch anything Elvis. And so that car toured to Australia, I believe went to a few other countries as well. Um, in the 60s, uh, there was a couple of cars that were bought in Memphis, limousines, and then driven out to California so that Elvis had them when he was making different movies. And, uh, of course, as you know, uh, Elvis, uh, you know, did a number of movies that featured. You had Speedway, you had uh, Spin Out, uh, where he played uh, either a race car driver or some kind of, uh, or it was where he's, uh, um, you know, at the World's Fair, he's driving a truck, uh, he's on a Greyhound bus. Mobility was a big part of Elvis, and it showed up in many of his movies. And um, when Elvis went back to his music, he had he, he also started to get some interesting cars 
uh, you know, after he kind of slowed down on the movie circuit and started just going back to, you know, it's about 67, 68, remember, uh, Aloha, Elvis Life from Las Vegas, in the ghetto, those, you know, that period. Uh, and when they started rebuilt, remaking the Stutz Bearcat, Elvis got the first one, first one off the line. Um, you know, I think they were based on the Pontiac Grand Prix, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he had, uh, you know, he had, he had the first Stutz Bearcat off the line. Also, Elvis had uh, bought the, the uh, Di Tommaso Pantera for his uh, girlfriend. That um, uh, his, uh, his girlfriend at the time, Linda Thompson, she got the Pantera. He, uh, he got rid of it because it was so unreliable. And uh, the last known photo of Elvis is him at the wheel of the Stutz Bearcat going to a midnight dental appointment. That's the last known uh, photograph of Elvis before he passed away. But there were various and sundry other cars. Um, 1977 Trans Am, there's a 59 Corvette in there, a Triumph uh, TR6 that he bought for Ginger Alden and Cadillacs and Lincolns galore that are out there. And then again, as uh, I said, uh, the, um, the ambulance uh, hearse that took uh, Elvis from Graceland to the autopsy and then to uh, the graveyard and back to, uh, back to Graceland where he was permanently interred uh, has been found and um, and uh, hopefully it's being restored. I've been trying to do some research on that and find it. So that that's a, a little bit of the story of Elvis's cars. Uh, you know, it, it, it's more complete. And I really wish we would have had. We will get the, the uh, curator from the Graceland Automotive Museum on at some point in the future. As I said, just so busy today. Uh, this weekend, and it was uh, really tough to get somebody on. All right, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. We do it every Saturday morning uh, because that's when you're supposed to uh, watch and listen to cartoons on Saturday morning. Uh, we are going to go with one that is, uh, well, the two movie songs. One is for uh, is um, a uh, a great, I mean, really, when, when you, uh, you know, when you, when you come down to uh, Elvis movies and Elvis songs, there are just uh, so many interesting ones. But uh, this one from, uh, uh, it, it, it is one that, um, I don't know, just the title alone from, v, uh, it, 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 it almost says it all. Here's Elvis and you can't rumba in a sports car. There you go. No room to rumba in a sports car. That's from the movie Fun in Acapulco. That was done in 1963, written by Fred Wise and Dick Manning, two uh, songwriters for that movie. Tell you what we're going to do this morning. I think we got time to do this. Uh, do we, Nathan? I believe we do. 
All right, let's hit the double shot at Elvis this morning. Let's give you two because you can't, you know, Elvis is so big, you got to hit him twice, right? Let's do the title song from Speedway here on uh, the Saturday morning cartoon. There you go, Good Elvis Presley in Spin Out. I, I said Speedway, but it was Spin Out, and that was for the 1966 movie. Elvis went through that period there in, this, in the middle 60s where he did, I don't know, two or three car-related movies in a row. 67, you had Speedway, but 66 was Spin Out, and that is uh, Ben Weissman, Dolores Fuller, and Sid Wayne weaving car parts and love together. In a uh, in a romantic tale, uh, the title song from the movie Spin Out, uh, Elvis, one of Elvis. You know, I mean, by that time, things were changing for Elvis. Uh, you know, the the movies were becoming. I mean, they were formulaic, like uh, in in nature. You know, Elvis gets up and wiggles his hips, and but things were changing in the country, and it would be less than, uh, you know, two years later that Elvis uh, would record. Uh, one of his biggest records, which was in the ghetto and completely changed direction for Elvis's career, revived his career. I mean, uh, you know, he had been away from making hit records for so long. Uh, You know, what was it? Uh, You know, four or five years, which is an eternity in the music business. And at that point, I mean, Elvis kind of got sick of doing, uh, you know, dressing up as a race car driver, as a this, as a that, as a blah, 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 you know, and said, okay, we're going back to what got me here. I dressed up in the black, did the uh, Aloha from Hawaii, and then started to do those, uh, those concerts, went back on the road and toured and became a bit more of the Elvis uh, that people became more familiar with. Uh, that, that people were familiar with, uh, you know, uh, instead of the movies and acting like somebody else, he just came out and did what he did best. Be Elvis was a, was a shame because really, in, when, it, when you get down to it, that's all he ever really needed to be was Elvis. Listen, I, I hope you enjoyed today's show. We took a little bit of a different tack. We wanted to get you updated on the CES, but we also wanted to pay tribute uh, to the king of rock and roll. Uh, you know, somebody's always had a special place in my heart. I have the Elvis shrine in my house, and I've been to Graceland. My daughter and I go to Graceland every 10 years. We're getting ready to schedule another trip there right now. We love the place. It's, um, I don't know, I always uh, I thought to myself that in, a hundred years or 200 years, people, or a thousand years, people will, uh, you know, there'll be churches to Elvis all over the place. You know, it, it, it's really a, a phenomena. And um, next week we will join you. We'll be back to doing car reviews and talking just solely cars. But today, Elvis, happy birthday. We'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a nice week. <laughs>